Welcome to the CGOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, we talked to Colin Hodgson, curler from Team Mike McEwen on his recent Sportsmanship Award from the Briar, as well as the recent developments with the coronavirus canceling a number of curling events. Speaking of the coronavirus, it's also canceled high school, hockey, and basketball championships in the province of Manitoba. So we'll talk to the executive director of the Manitoba High School's Athletics Association, Chad Falk. And finally, Daniel Thiessen of the Winnipeg West been named a second team All-Canadian at the National Volleyball Awards Banquet in Winnipeg. We'll hear what he thinks about that honor on the podcast. Uh, we welcome to the show uh, lead for Team Mike McHugh and Colin Hodgson. Colin, how have you been processing all this today? Um, It's been pretty crazy. I've, I've never seen... I, I wonder if it's just how, how much social media is out there and everyone's on it now, but I've never seen anything quite like today and and how much information is just flying around the place and it, just everything kind of just disappears and that includes the world women's curling championship uh, we probably expect the men's to be canceled as well coming up in scotland in a few weeks but was there any talk about coronavirus at all at the briar last week no not really um we didn't really come across it at all um you know i, I it's pretty crazy how 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 much this is you know came in in the last honestly 24 hours since the nba made that announcement i think it's been an absolute storm of mm-hmm. uh information towards sports absolutely so let's go back to the briar and uh, a couple things for you um you were named a first team all-star and you were also named the ross hearthstone sportsmanship award winner determined through a player vote we'll start with a sportsmanship award what did it mean to you to get that award as voted on by your fellow curlers I think that's, you know, the best award I've ever received and, and to have, um, you know, our colleagues, um, you know, think, high, think highly of me is is something that's really important to me. And, you know, you ultimately go to win the Briar, but to, um, to get a sportsmanship award like that where, you know, the people recognize that, uh, you know, you're enjoying the time with them. I think that's probably, you know, that's the greatest award I think I'll ever receive. And then obviously first team all-star, your entire team, all-stars, either first or second team. Uh, does it make it a, a little bittersweet, though, knowing that you all played so well but didn't even make the playoffs? Yeah, exactly that. Um, it shows that this was probably clearly one of the craziest priors of all time. So definitely one that I've participated in. I've never seen a level of play like that because the ice was so good. And, um, you know, it is it is definitely bittersweet to, to not make the playoffs when we feel we very well could have won the event with just a few shots going a different direction. Yeah, the the field obviously so stacked and when you end up in a four-way tiebreaker, have you ever been part of something like that? No, no. Usually there's rules to cut people out of the championship ahead of time, but uh, fortunately for us, they had time for two draws. And um, No, I've never seen anything that crazy with yet that many great teams. Um, any any one of those teams could have been in first place rather than a four-way tiebreaker. So it, it, was, it was a pretty insane week. Overall, though, happy with how things went? How was the off-the-rink experience? It was awesome. Kingston's an absolutely beautiful town with amazing restaurants, and that's something our team really likes to do. So um, even went into a haircut, and they have uh, you can have a pint while, well, you know, an English barber cuts your hair. It's pretty awesome. And so I, I had a great time off the ice there. Um, it felt like pretty much we were either out at a restaurant or on the ice the entire week or in bed. It's playing 13 games in eight days is... Quite a haul. 
Absolutely, and yeah, anyone who watches on TV will, TV will have will have seen your hair, and it's definitely different than many of the other curlers out there. When did you start being creative with your hair? Um, a few years ago, someone I pretty much saw the the movie Fury with Brad Pitt, and his hair is insane. So I said, well, you know, I, I I've always wanted to do things like this, and I kind of care what other people think too much, and. That was kind of a step in the right direction for me to just uh, start doing things I wanted to do, and um, the reception's uh, been really good ever since. Even the you know the tattoos having a Grim Reaper tattoo, and how many people over sixty came up to me and said how great they thought that was was something that I was a little shocked about. I was going to say because when we think of maybe the old guard of curling, and when if you've been to a curling event, there's the demographic in the stands is definitely not people close to our age, but. There's, you know, between your hair and your tattoo and and the new look that's been put out there by Dynasty and the and the clothes that are being worn on the ice, it's been all very well received, hasn't it? Yeah, that was kind of our goal in, in getting this contract and even starting the company was to, um, you know, I think apparel was kind of bland and our sport was bland, but the people in it weren't necessarily that way. They were just being portrayed that way. So to be able to kind of drive that towards something more useful and more exciting that not necessarily useful people need to like it we're starting to find out lots of the fans are in that demographic in the sport so it was a little bit of a risk-taking to do this all but it's been really it's been really fun the reception's been awesome so take me back to a couple years ago when we've we've seen a ton of different shirts jackets at the briar and the scotties and they've all been pretty simple they you know if you think of Ontario, there's usually black and red, and Manitoba, there's yellow and there's white. Uh, but there was a lot of white on the jerseys and jackets. When did you first think, wow, these are so boring, I wish we could do something more fun? Um, well, when, when we were wearing them, um, I didn't always, I think I wore two different companies at other briars previously, so now we'd have the Dynasty, it's a third different manufacturer that I've had out of four briars. So it's... Um, yeah, they just kind of worries that way, and I, I'm not really that kind of person. And I have a designer um, in Winnipeg, his name's Kevin Hurry. He's got the best last name for a designer for curling, but um, he he is so creative. I I pretty much leave everything up to him. I might come up with some a few concepts here and there, but the stuff he's created is we kind of just let him do his thing. And and without him, we wouldn't be we wouldn't be kind of stepping on those new grounds. So I'm pretty excited we're able to get the get the people to, to buy into it. And, and certainly it's good for the company if, if people want to buy something that they can relate to with their team. Yeah. The last two seasons, we've seen the new designs. We see the Northern Ontario's they've, it's a lot more green. They've got the moose on the back. Manitoba's got the stylized old classic Buffalo on the back. I think pretty much everyone I've talked to absolutely loves them. Have the curlers given you that feedback too? Oh, yeah, yeah. The feedback's been pretty good. We did do a lot of outreach to a lot of the teams that were playing at these events. So, if, you know, you have a perennial team that continues to go. We want them to be happy and comfortable with what they wear. And so, wear. so um, you know, it's been pretty... We, we've got most of our feedback from players or associations or just from curling fans in the provinces. So once we actually listened to them and not try to do it our own way, it, it kind of, you know, popped off and, and made people pretty happy off the, off the hop. Have you found, though, that there's been a market for fans wanting to purchase these things? The hats are one thing, but the jackets and shirts as well? Yeah, there has been. Uh, we saw, you know, it, there generally was no ability ever to get the uniforms that are on the ice, so people don't even really think they can get them, and they seem surprised when 
they find out they can. So, um, you know, the first year was pretty minimal, but this year, as soon as people found out they could get things, um, you know, sales have significantly went up and they went up significantly with more of the out, more outlandish, crazy designs like uh, Continental Cup uniforms, for example. Um, you know, those things, those things we tried to make them look like they smelled like maple syrup. So um, <laughs> that was pretty much the feedback we got. And it was awesome. So we've had, I think the, the designs for the uniforms at the Briar and the Scotties have been, I think, similar or if not the same the last two years. Any changes possibly in store to even jazz them up even more? Are you pretty happy with what you've got out there? Well, we deal with so many different stakeholders. It's not just the curlers, the provinces, or the fans. There's also the sponsorship groups and the associations. It's There's it, just so many people you have to make happy. Um, so... Yeah, pretty much. It's been a it's been a lot of a balancing act to try to make it so that we can make as many people happy that actually have say in it. So I certainly want to go a heck of a lot more off the rails and go with something very unique to each province. But I think we got to step by step introduce something new. Like uh, we put uh, the Kingston City Hall right on the on the front of every athlete in the event, and that building has significance to the town as. It was our first capital of Canada, so we want to like slowly add little pieces to it. And I'd love to take some of maybe our history, um, especially in the venues we're in, and, and incorporate it so that you know every event is unique, and each person might have a unique one rather than getting the exact same uniform every year and you know just giving it away. How was the patch in Kingston? It's the best. <laughs> the patch being uh, literally fifty feet away. And they roped off the streets with police all week, and my gosh, it was it was such a great party. Um, and everybody, you know, they, they still let me go to bed on time because they still close it down pretty early. So got lots of sleep, but lots of patch time all, all week too. Well, Colin, I appreciate you coming on tonight. Congratulations on the success with the business, also on your sportsmanship award, and uh, continued success in your curling career. Thanks. Awesome. Thanks so much. The Manitoba High Schools Athletic Association Provincial Hockey and Basketball Championships. Uh, the, the Quad A hockey was supposed to start tomorrow at the Iceplex. Single Double A had already started the basketball next week, and we welcome on to the show Executive Director Chad Falk. Chad, uh, tough day for your organization, I imagine. Absolutely, just a just a grueling day all around. So, when did it become clear, or start to become clear, that this is something that you'd have to consider? I think mostly this morning when we started seeing, um, you know, from the other leagues, not just locally, but around the world, uh, starting to uh, cancel or postpone their schedule. And then uh, this afternoon, um, the uh, superintendents had a conference call with the Department of Education and Health, uh, put out some pretty serious, <coughs> excuse me, recommendations. And um, <coughs> we just followed them uh, as best as we could. Yeah, so there's a there's a lot, number of athletes here that uh, if they're seniors in high school, that they're this is it, this is how their career ends, and uh, obviously that's not the way you wanted it to happen, right? Yeah, my heart goes out to the grade twelves, especially. This is not how you want to see anyone's high school uh, basketball or hockey career, and um, we're going to try and do something special for them, I think, in the coming months. But uh, definitely, I, my heart goes out to them. And there's no, there's no consideration of pushing these back at all, right? It's kind of, it's over. 
Yeah, we made the decision to cancel him basically two prong. Um, one was we didn't want teams to feel pressure to continue practicing because uh, that would also go against uh, some of the suggested regular um, suggested uh, recommendations that were put forth. And then we also, being a multi-sport body, uh, if we put a 30-day postponement, we're right into April and we start pushing back badminton. And then if it gets postponed further than that, maybe we're looking into track or baseball or soccer. So uh, we just felt it was uh, in the best interest just to do a full-out cancellation on both fronts. So just to be clear, though, those other sports, assuming nothing else changes, they're still good to go in the future? Yeah, we've put all, uh, badminton is next up, and we've put all uh, badminton-related activities on hiatus until further notice. We'll keep reevaluating the situation as it moves forward uh, into the month of April. Um, that championship isn't scheduled until May, so we have a little bit of time to, to keep evaluating before we make any further decisions. And something like this, once you see the dominoes start falling, it's hard to hard to go against that tide, right? Absolutely. You know, and we've seen it now uh, when we made the decision, uh, we uh, had calls from basketball, Manitoba, volleyball, Manitoba, looking uh, to kind of all get on the same page. You know, we all realized that, uh, you know, it's not only the health and safety of our student athletes, but all of our fellow Manitobans. So uh, just falling in line and making sure we're doing all we can is, is really what we wanted to do. So what, what do you do now? <laughs> got a lot of free time on my hands, apparently. Um, and, you know, tomorrow we're going to start looking at next steps. Um, like I said, we, we do want to do something for these grade 12s. I don't know what that's going to look like yet, but that are missing out. And, uh, you know, we have a lot of, well, we've done a lot of the cancellation work today. There's still some, some uh, you know, venues and, and different partners to, to contact tomorrow. Um, but, you know, we're going to start looking forward and, and uh, keep doing what we're doing. This feels unprecedented, doesn't it? It does. We can't find anything in our records where we've gone through this before. Uh, that's another thing we'll start doing tomorrow a little bit, but certainly an unprecedented move on our behalf. Well, Chad, I appreciate your time tonight. Uh, again, uh, it's a tough day, but I appreciate you coming on to talk about it for a few minutes. No worries. Thanks for having me. That is Chad Falk. He's the executive director of the Manitoba High School's Athletic Association. And we move along now to volleyball, where yesterday at the National Awards Banquet here in Winnipeg, Westman hitter Daniel Thiessen was named a second-team All-Canadian, the first National All-Star Award for the Glenlawn Collegiate Product, who last month was also named a first-team All-Canada West player. Westman were 12-10 and 10 this season and uh, didn't go super deep in the playoffs. Finished second in the nation in kills, fifth in kills per set, first time in his career that he topped the 300-kill mark in conference play, a career-high 159 digs, which was 7th in the country. Tops among all outside hitters in Canada. And I caught up with Tyson earlier today and asked him what it meant to him to receive this honor. Uh, it means a lot. Um, it's my fourth year in the league, and I've been working hard every year. And so it's pretty cool to just get recognized for um, all the work I've put in over the, the past four seasons. Is that something that you set as a goal when the season starts? Not really. I try not to set personal goals. Um, I, I find when you're just focused on winning, that's when you'll be able to play at the highest level. So um, for our team, a goal was to make it to nationals. And yesterday, obviously, I was at the national banquet, but my team wasn't there. So that that hurt a little bit. But uh, I don't know. It's still nice to receive the the award for sure. I guess when the national championship is in your hometown, there's a little extra incentive there. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. And U of M is obviously in the tournament as, as the host team. And um, I mean, 
we're pretty close with them off the court, but on the court, we always want to beat them. So it would have been a lot of fun to get to compete with them on the national stage. Now, you're not going to be able to go to the event uh, this weekend, the U Sports National Championship, because no fans are going to be allowed in to this event. Uh, just as an athlete, what do you think of all that's happened here with the coronavirus? Um, I don't really know what to think about it right now. I, I honestly haven't done enough research to really have an informed opinion on it. Um, I mean, for me, obviously my season's over right now, so it's not like we're going to be traveling as much as we would in season. But, um, I mean, yeah, if it would have um, kind of broken out a couple months ago and, and had it been like pretty big right now, I, um, I'm assuming it would have definitely changed like nationals and whether they'd be even having the tournament. Right. So... Uh, looking ahead to, I guess, wh- what you're doing now, the season's over, what's next for you just off the court? Um, so over the summer, I'm going to be working. I always uh, run a window cleaning business in the summer, so that'll be taking up a lot of my time. And then uh, just training, getting ready for next year. I'll be playing uh, a lot of beach volleyball. I'm hoping to do a tournament in Brazil, actually, over the summer, if, if that all pans out. Um, and then just hitting the weight room, doing everything to get stronger for next season. Does beach volleyball transfer to indoor in terms of the skills? Yeah, I, I think it does really well. Um, there's there's different uh, opinions on that. Um, the setting technique is a little bit different uh, on the sand. You, you carry the ball a little bit longer when you set, but I'm not a setter, so that doesn't really affect me. Um, I think it's just great because you're playing two-on-two, two, so you're forced to do everything on the court. You, you really have to work on your, your blocking, your defending, your setting as well. Uh, more so than you would an indoor. So I think uh, overall your skills will improve quite a bit by playing beach. Yeah, a lot more active, right? Definitely, definitely. I I, uh, I don't really know which game I, I enjoy more, but um, like yeah, beach is great. It's a really nice change of pace um, in the summer. And you got to obviously work harder to get up because it's you got the resistance jumping out of sand. For sure, yeah, yeah, it's great for the vertical, and then also really good on the body because you're jumping on sand and not on the the court, which is a lot harder. So I have I have a little bit of knee issues, so jumping in the sand it's I think really good for my knees. It's a good way to still stay jumping over the summer, but not be uh, hurting the body. Was volleyball always the number one sport for you growing up? Uh no, it it became my number one sport probably in grade eleven. Um, up till grade ten, I was a big basketball fan. Um, that. My dad played basketball in uh, in college, so uh, I started playing basketball when I was about five. And um, I don't know, over the years, I just kind of realized that my body is more suited to volleyball, like tall and thin. So, um, and I ended up just getting a lot better at volleyball than I did at basketball. So, kind of switched over. When was kind of the breaking point when you realized, okay, this is the sport I need to be doing, focusing all my time on? Uh, it was grade 11, my club season. Um, I was actually playing for the junior Bisons, which is kind of funny now that I'm a Westman, but, uh, I don't know. It, the game just seemed to come easy to me. Uh, I had a, had a really good season for our team. We were kind of coming into the season. Didn't think we were going to be very good. We were, um, for the most part, just guys who hadn't been picked by other club teams. So kind of a ragtag group that came together and we ended up doing, doing pretty well. Um, and that's when I realized that I could, maybe have a future in the in volleyball, especially when I was at nationals and some coaches were talking to me and I thought, like, why are they why are they talking to me? Um <laughs> I don't even know what I'm doing yet. But um yeah, that, that was cool. That's when I kinda knew I could play at a high level. Were you always kind of the tallest in your class? Uh yeah. I think I I hit uh hit puberty a little late, so grade ten 
or grade nine, I was like five seven, and then by the end of grade ten, I was six three. So, in wow. that uh, two year span, grew like six inches. Um, or no, that's bad math. I grew, I guess, eight inches. Um, so, yeah, that definitely didn't hurt for sports. For sure. Well, especially playing basketball and volleyball. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It was, I still remember the first time I was able to dunk. It was super exciting. I figured I'd be on my way to the NBA, but obviously that didn't pan out. But obviously being tall helps you as a hitter. For sure, definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, volleyball, it's a really interesting sport that way because uh, if you watch basketball or especially football, like you have different body types all over the place. Um, like basketball, you'll get those seven-foot centers and those six-foot point guards, but volleyball, it's... Other than the libero position, everyone's like six four, six five, and they all have the exact same body type, like tall and thin for the most part. Long, lanky, and they can jump through the roof. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, how far can volleyball take you personally? Um, I've been thinking about playing pro um, in Europe, like once I graduate, but uh, I'm not too sure if I want to. Um, just like, like I said, I kind of have bad knees right now, and I'm, I'm only 21, and sometimes it hurts to walk. So I don't know if I'll want to keep playing pro or try to play pro. Um, so, yeah, I might just hop into a career once I graduate and have my degree. But who knows, once once like the final whistle blows in my fifth year, I might realize how much I'm going to miss it and then go look for a contract out in Europe. So if it's not volleyball, do you know what you want to do? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of getting my CFA. Um, I'm in economics and finance right now, so um, whether I'd be consulting or um, helping people with their finances, I think that's something I'd want to do once I'm done playing. And even if you're done playing, I, I assume you'll still have the itch to, even if it's like a rec league, go out and hit the ball around, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah, I'll definitely still be uh, a gym rat. I'll be playing senior men's and then playing uh, beach over the summer. It's, I mean, it's been such a big part of my life for the past, I guess, seven seven years now um so i i won't be able to just completely walk away from the game i'd also be interested in coaching as well once i'm done too and i imagine the majority of your social life is with people you know through volleyball oh for sure yeah you're around the team every day practice every day and then you travel on the road so they they really become your best friends um and you don't have time to hang out with uh, many of your other buddies so it's yeah it's really a family um the team well, Daniel, I appreciate you taking time to talk to me tonight. Congratulations again on this honor, and uh, hopefully your knees are great for your fifth year next year. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Thanks a lot. Tune in to the CGOB Sports Show weeknights from 7 to 9 with me, Christian O'Mell, or you can download the podcast on iTunes. It's actually on iTunes now. Wow. If you got an Android, then I dig you're out of luck, but Apple products, you're good. So listen to the podcast. Please subscribe. You can rate it. What's the worst that could happen?